The opinions and views shared in this podcast are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his employer or any other organization that the host is a member of. The host does not speak for anyone, only himself. This is the I Am Pith Podcast. Get ready for contact. Happy stankin' New Year. This is your boy Dex with the I Am Pits Podcast, and I'm back for another episode. I'm sure that we can all agree that 2021 was a very rough year. And the fact that right as 2021 was getting ready to win, 2021 just had to just kick us one more time while we were down. With the death of Betty White. Like are you serious? She was three weeks away. Three weeks away. From turning a hundred freaking years old. And 2021 just could not help itself. I mean we were all on the ground on our knees. Bent bent over crouching holding our stomachs. And ravaging in pain. From all the craziness of 2021. And just when it gets ready to strike midnight. And roll into 2022. 2021 flips us the bird and says, ha ha, got you again. So we lose Betty White. Not only that, we also lost John Madden, man. I'm a younger guy. I'm 37 and I grew up playing John Madden football. So to lose those two, it's sad and it's tragic. But this is what I got to say. Anytime somebody dies, it is tragic and it does hurt, especially if you know them personally and you got a relationship with them. I did not know Betty White personally. I did not know John Madden personally. They were celebrities. That's the only reason I knew them. But it is hard for me to be sad when in this day and age you have somebody like Betty White who lives to be 100 years old and John Madden who lived to be, I believe it was 85 years old. Yes, I understand that people are sad that they have passed on, but to me, it's hard to be sad when somebody has lived that long of a life. That is awesome, and that is just absolutely spectacular. I would love to be able to live to be that old. Well, it depends on the type of condition I'm in at that at that age. You know, if I'm losing my mind and crapping on myself, and you know, you can't leave the kids around granddad because he might say something crazy. You know, now nah, I don't I don't want to be here. You know, and if I can't take care of myself now, but I mean, Betty White and John Madden were in phenomenal shape. I mean, they were living life, still getting up and going around, man. And I mean, if I'm a strong 60, 70 and I can't take care of myself now, nah, I don't I don't want to be here personally. But, man, I mean, that's something that should be applauded and something that should be rejoiced when people get to live long, long, prosperous lives. That is absolutely phenomenal. And I understand you're going to grieve, but. And be happy because I wish that my friends would you know, have been given that long a life. I wish that my partner that we just buried, Zach, I wish that he could have got the chance to live that long of a life. You know, my man only got 29 years. So that's those are the things that I grieve when you see good young people die. Yes, that's what I grieve when they don't get to, you know, be there for their families, their kids to grow up and experience all the things that you get to experience in life as you grow older. Yeah, that's sad and tragic. But man, losing you know Betty White and John Madden at that old age, I understand, you know, death is the natural order of things. But man, when you get to live that to be that old, you could die with a smile on your face, knowing that you probably done everything you wanted and wish you could have done and the things that they have seen. Since the time of their birth growing up and to die in this day and age now is probably absolutely amazing. The transformation they've seen in this country and with technology. So, yeah, be sad, but also be rejoiceful. You know, these people live good lives, man. And that's that's nothing to be sad about. That is absolutely something to be celebrated. You know, and it's been it's been a little while. I'm back in the saddle trying to get back into it, man. And I'm, it's been a little hard. I'm not going to lie, I'm supposed to do a show the other day. Man, January 2nd, as you all know, it's my live day. This day I almost died in Iraq. And I had an entire show planned out with a special guest. We was going to chat and rap, rap about that night in Iraq. 
However, as I always told you all, sometimes duty calls. And not only that, I was sick and feeling like crap, just like everybody else on my squad. So instead of doing a show, I opted and chose to go to work to help my boys out there in the streets. And even though I did that, man, it was still rough because with everybody being sick, you know, we got this surge in COVID. Then we also got a surge in, uh, I believe it's like respiratory infections going on. Everybody's got the freaking crud. I had it the past few days, but I feel a lot better. I'm still having issues with my ears and the pressure. But other than that, I'm all right, man. But sounding like I had a plastic bag in my chest every time I would breathe the past few days. But finally got all that gunk out. But yeah, like I, said, I was going to come to work on January. Well, excuse me, I was going to do the ju- the show on January 2nd. But like I said, sometimes duty calls and as much as I love doing my podcast and get on here and talking with you all and sharing stories that I just couldn't that day. You know, like I, said, I chose to go to work and help out on the streets. And man, when I tell you we were short, we were short and hurting for bodies. And I couldn't imagine me not being there that day because see typically what happens for me on my live day for me my live day is a day of reflection it's a day of me being thankful a day that I take off and try not to work a day that I try to go before God give him thanks for giving me you know life that day and not taking me out of here when I could have been you know I always think of that day and always think of what what could have been I could be on a memorial wall. I could be on somebody's shirt. There could be people that I served with in the military having a toast to my memory because I'm no longer here. And so that's not what happened, though. The fact that I'm still here 17 years later, I'm very grateful to be alive. I'm very grateful to still be here and to have my family. And I'm grateful to have the show. I'm just grateful for everything because I know the what the opposite could have been. This show could have just never happened. My kids would have never happened. Who knows, you know, but as we say, yes, God has a plan and I'm doing my best to try to follow whatever that plan is. But, you know, life happens, man, and still have so many questions and, you know, the wake of my buddy's death and the fact that we went back to work this past week after everything. You know, some of us went back to work almost right away and immediately some went back to work that Monday after the funeral. Me, I tried, I thought about it and I felt horrible for not going back to work that Monday when everybody else was going back. But my mind and my heart and my emotions were not ready to put on my gun belt, put on my vest and step back into and step back out into the streets where I would have to be, operating at a optimal level as a police officer in order to give people the service that they need and that they deserve and desire. See, this past Monday, I was still in a bad way thinking about the loss of our brother. You know, and it it was a rough go. It was an absolutely rough go, man. And just trying to put the pieces back and trying to find what we call the new normal in Zach's absence. And I was doing everything I could to try to find some sort of peace. And I did what I always usually kind of do. I turned to the bourbon a little bit, man. I poured out a little for my homie, had some bourbon, man. And while I was having some bourbon, as you all know, my book, I Am Pitts, is officially out and released. Like I said, I released the book on January 2nd because that's a significant and special day for me. And what better day to release my seven year work, my book on the, my live day. I just felt like that would be so spectacular and I'm very proud of it. And I hope it does a lot of good and hope my book hits a lot of people in the, in the heart and just, I hope it helps people to see themselves and find themselves. And I hope that this book helps people to leave the world a little better than the, than the way we found it and it came into it. That's my hope with the book. You know, I don't really care about the money or anything. Yeah, the money's it's, you know, it's money. It's yeah, I'm not going to say I don't like money, but that's not my goal. And that's not what I'm after, you know. But, man, I was sitting here mailing out some books to people. I promised I would mail them a book, too. And I'm sitting here drinking on my bourbon 
and I'm printing out the labels and making a stack of mail. And so I go through all that, getting a little tipsy. So I set the set all the uh, packages, the book packages aside and I decide I'm going to take him to the post office the next day. So, of course, I wake up the next morning, get in my car and I drive to the post office and I take the books inside to the post office and I put them in the mail to be mailed out. So the next day comes, I'm you know still going through trying to find what I'm calling my new normal and just trying to get out of my feelings and emotions and get focused so I can go back to work in a couple of days. And I was just having a crap day that morning, man. It was just a rough day. Like nothing just seemed to be going right. I couldn't find anything I was looking for. It's like everything I touched just turned to crap and I was having a rough go. And then to put the icing on top of the cake, my wife calls me and says, you got a bunch of packages here at home. And I'm like, packages? I haven't ordered any packages. So I come home and it turns out the packages are the books that I sent out the day before. Why were they back here at the house? Why? That's because my stupid drunk butt (laughs) in the midst of my bourbon induced, uh, my bourbon induced mind put the labels on backwards, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I did. I put the freaking labels on backwards. So I mailed the books to myself and wasted my money at the post office doing it. So, yes, there's your good laugh. If you want to laugh at me, please go ahead and laugh because I'm laughing at myself now. At the time, I was not laughing at myself. I wanted to take each of those packages and rip it up and just throw them into the creek behind my house because I was just so upset and I couldn't believe what I had done, you know. But (laughs) and my wife being the angel that she is, she's like, why don't you just ask me for help? And my response is I was drinking. I didn't know I needed help. I've sent mail before. (laughs) don't ask me how this happened it just did you know so there's your lesson you know they say don't drink and drive don't drink and sort mail or she would cost yourself a little bit of money so we (laughs) moved on past that man and like I say we had our first day well I had my first day back to work since the incident with Zach this past Friday and so Coming into work, it was very, very weird and very strange for me. You know, just everything feels different in the absence of our brother. You know, I I remember when the other guys from the other platoon, when they lost their buddy, Nick Rodman, they went back to work. You know, I never really asked them what it was like going back to work. You know, and what I was dreading was going back to work and looking at the roll call table and looking at the chair that Zach always sat in in the back left corner of the room and knowing that he's not going to be there. But lucky for me, when we went back to work, we didn't have a roll call due to everybody being sick and this COVID, this, uh, what is it, Omicron variant of COVID going around. We have been told we are no longer having roll calls. We're having what we call rolling roll calls where everybody, you get in your car, you just come to your work and head to your sector. That way we don't have to interact with everybody and we're not spreading germs and all that. So that actually kind of saved me personally, because for me, it was going to be hard going to roll call, sitting in there with the entire squad and then seeing everybody's face except his, that one missing face. You know, it was it was a little rough, man, you know, but I made it through and it was good to be back around my guys and seeing everybody. Like I said, we can all tell it's different. Everyone's different. You know, it's just it's a new it's a new way to work, I guess. It's a new squad. It sort of feels like it's the same faces minus that one. You know, then you can hear people hopping on the radio, calling officer call sign. You hear Zach's partner call off 115 Adam. And in the back of your mind, you want to hear 115 Baker put me on that or you know 115 baker copy traffic and you know that you're not going to hear that because your your buddy's no longer there but what also did us a lot of good was our buddy's son just had a birthday and somebody came up with the great idea of having a nerf party for him at the police station so we could let him know that we're here for him and let his family know that we're here for him as well and so it was a great great ideal Man, I went out and I purchased this super awesome Nerf gun. 
It's like a 50 caliber sniper rifle, man. I mean, this thing puts some power behind it. So I had to be careful, man. We got a bunch of kids running around, shooting everybody with Nerf guns. It was a great idea until I caught the tip of one of those in my eye. <laughs> and we were sitting there like, man, how are we going to explain? <laughs> how are we going to explain this? We had an officer get shot in the eye with a Nerf gun, man. And But I tell you what, as, as rough as the first few days back on shift was, having that party and seeing his kids with us having a good time, seeing his, you know, his wife and his family, it put my heart a little bit more at ease. It is sad that he is not here, but knowing that he has his brothers here to still love and help his family, it gives me a lot of joy to be able to be a part of that family. And like I said, you know, it's just been trying to put the one foot in front of the other, slowly getting my police legs back up under me after taking a little bit of time off, you know, and the one thing I love about my job is no matter how bad of a day or a time I feel like I might be having, there's usually always something around the corner in this line of work that makes you laugh. Even if you are the guy that is at the butt of the laugh. And I had another incident like that. Uh, and I probably shouldn't talk about it, but I you know what I am. I'm going to talk about it because I feel like it's funny because I am the butt of the joke on this one. So and I said, you know, I'm having a rough day, just making it through, not feeling good at all. So we get a call to the shop in our area is an adult bookstore with the movie theater there. I'm not going to say the name of this place or where it's located. at. That'd be unprofessional. So we get called there and I get there late because I'm coming from the other side of our division far off. So when I get there, I'm looking for my partner and apparently he's in the shop and he's upstairs. So I'm walking in, I'm trying to find him and I'm talk to the guys operating the shop. Like, have you seen my partner? And they point up like, Hey, he's up there. So as a professional cop, I go upstairs into this adult store and I see my partner talking to this individual that's outside of the uh, movie theater rooms. And <laughs> the hard thing about being a cop sometime is I will tell, I will be the first to tell people we are tough men, but we are also very immature. When you talk about police officers and fart jokes and all types of other immature stuff, that is absolutely us a hundred percent. We are very juvenile at times, but my God, that is why I love us. And that is why I love what we do. So we're sitting there talking to this guy and I'm ha I'm thinking I'm having a bad day. Lo and behold, this guy has is having an even worse day and has had a worse year than all of us. He's kind of in the middle of a crisis and his friends called because they were concerned about him and worried about him. But I don't know how they knew he was at this shop, but they found out he was there and we are here to help this man in his moment of crisis. And so I put on my stern cop face and my my face of concern and the care just to let this man know that we're here for him, that the police, the Louisville Metro Police Department is not going to let you suffer alone, sir. What can we do to help you and serve you in this moment? You know, and we have to always be professional, but it's hard to be professional in this moment when you're talking to this guy in the middle of a crisis. And in the background, all you hear is, <laughs> and then you hear a deep bass, a deep voice with bass in it go, Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, suck it. Oh, and I look over at my partner and we are trying not to lose it. You know, this is an adult store with a movie theater on top. Did I expect problems going in there? You know, not so much. I don't know why it was funny, but it just absolutely caught me off guard. And so we're sitting there talking to this guy, man. We're trying to help this man get his life together, doing whatever we can to help make this man's new year better. And so we keep talking and the sounds of adult pleasure keep radiating in the background and I'm locking it up, locking myself up to make sure I stay professional, to make sure that I don't let this man know that on the inside I am dying of laughter as we sit here and talk to him and we hear adult sounds of pleasure just constantly echoing in the background. And so we finally 
you know, I'm focused. I'm focused on this guy and his problem. And so we finally get through with this and we walk him downstairs and he's like, I'm going to be fine. I don't need any help with anything. But, man, thank you all so much, officers. Thank you all for caring about me. You know, he's like, I didn't think people cared about me anymore, but I don't even know you guys. But, man, you guys are awesome. So awesome. I just want to thank you all so much for being here and doing what you do. And I make the biggest rookie mistake ever. I'm ashamed of myself. I should know better. But see, I was so focused on being the man, the help that this individual needed. This man puts his hand out to shake my hand and I shake his hand. Oh, my God. Oh, and as soon as I did it. mm, I was like, no, the hell I did not just shake this dude's hand. It, I mean, it didn't even cross. Oh, my God. I am. I look over at my partner and his face and his mouth drops to the floor. And I knew as soon as I did it, I was like, I just messed up. I shouldn't. Oh, why did I not offer this man the greatest fist bump in history? Not even that. I should have just gave him the black power fist through that joint straight up in the air. Like, hey, hey, brother, God bless you, man. But this is what happens when you go to work and you're not 100 percent there. And then he moves in to shake my partner's hand. And my partner, he's already aware of what's going on. My dumb ass, though, <laughs> went full contact, palm to palm, flesh to flesh, with this dude that got pulled out of a freaking adult theater in the middle of a crisis. Yes, go ahead, laugh it up. Yes, go ahead and laugh at me. I'm laughing at myself. Although the first thing I did when I got in the car, I went through a whole bottle of hand sanitizer and found my way to the nearest bathroom to wash off the shame of the New Year's Day handshake I gave this guy. You know, I'm glad I could be a help to this man in this moment in time. But let's just say, shouldn't there be some sort of courtesy that if you're in this type of place, you don't offer somebody a handshake? But, you know, my parents raised me right. <laughs> and if somebody gives you a handshake, you don't not take it. But in that, mo in that time frame, my Lord, my mind was not there. I don't know where my mind was. And as we walked off, <laughs> my partner looks over. He's just laughing. He's like, did you really just shake that dude's hand? Yep, I sure did. And you know where I'm going to hear about it? At the roll call table when we go back to work again this weekend. The roll call table. <laughs> and the scorn and ridicule I will get will be much deserved. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we end up helping that guy through that time and. So the night goes on and it's New Year's and I don't know about anybody else. I don't know if this is just a Louisville thing or a thing in the hood, but when people celebrate New Year's, is it a thing for people to just go out and shoot off as many rounds from their guns as possible? I mean, because that has been the only experience I've had as a police officer working where I work is that every New Year's. We are not allowed to really go out and police and do anything because it is absolutely dangerous because it sounds like Iraq 2004 Fallujah outside, man. It is insane. The amount of shooting that goes on. I mean, it literally sounds like a war zone. It almost it, it, it could give you a flashback with the amount of shooting goes on. And my question is, one, where are y'all getting all this ammo that y'all are just shooting up in the air and wasting Two. Ammo is too expensive to just be shooting in the air at nothing. There ain't no way I'm going out here and just busting off all my rounds just to celebrate the end of a crappy year and to welcome the start of another crappy year, man. There's just no way possible. You know, so I don't know what it is with the celebration of shooting guns into the air. I mean, we have fireworks you can shoot a lot cheaper, not necessarily illegal. But for some odd reason, people feel the need to just go out and shoot guns in the air, not realizing how science works. But those rounds go up. They're coming down somewhere. And that usually ends up causing us a lot of work the next day because we got to take all these stupid reports of people that have had their freaking you know, windows and bullet holes in their ceilings and roofs. You know, it's <laughs> that. But that's just how it is where I police and where I work. It's been like that for 12 years, and it was like that before I was there, and I'm sure it's going to be like that long after I leave, because some things, no matter what, will never change. It will just always be what they are, you know, and it's unfortunate that 
you know, we had 2021 was a rough year, especially for the city of Louisville. You know, in 2021, man, we hit our a, another homicide record, 184 bodies, 184 people, mostly young black men living in the hood, man. It's tragic. So much loss, so much black death and destruction. And not once have I seen Black Lives Matter come out to say anything about this stuff in a record breaking homicide year. Like I said in the earlier podcast, they are always saying silence is compliance. And I take their silence as them accepting and believing that the amount of black lives lost in the city is acceptable and absolutely okay. As long as they get their name out there and they make their money and get their clout, you don't have to worry about none of that. But it's different for us in this uniform because we are the ones constantly responding to these scenes constantly seeing people in the worst day of their lives and constantly having to do things to try to prolong somebody's life after they've been shot. And it's just time and time and time again in the ages and the faces of the people of these crimes just seem to be getting younger and younger and younger. And so, and it breaks my heart for the city. It really does. You know, and I said, we had a lot of bad things that happened in 2021, man. We had, I mean, the loss of lives, even just outside of violence, but with illnesses. I mean, it seems like every time the last few months I've got on my timeline, it seems like somebody I know has lost somebody close to them. Somebody's mourning or grieving the loss of a loved one. And it always hits me in my core. And, you know, that's what I tell people. The one thing about this job is if you're sobbing, sobbing and your heart's broken over the loss of a fellow officer, just know you are not alone. You know, the end of the year came with two heavy losses for the Wayne County Sheriff's Office, Illinois, and also the Bradley Police Department in Illinois as well. You know, both of these officers, although in separate locations, were both ambushed. You know, they never saw it coming, man. And the calls that they were sent on were just average, everyday, run-of-the-mill calls that I make a dozen times a shift that any other cop would make. And you just don't think that, Hey, this is going to be this call. This minor call is going to be the call that ends my life. And unfortunately they had these two officers that met their fates that late in the year, man, just reading those stories absolutely broke my heart. And what also breaks my heart is just when I look at the officer down, you know, Memorial, I look at my buddy, Zach Pitcher. And I know how much I'm hurting, but I look at how much everybody else is hurting as well. When I see all the names of fallen officers that are stacked on top of his names that have died since he died. You know, and it's just a sobering reminder of, you know, this profession, what we do and how that there is no such thing as a routine patrol or a routine call. Because when you start doing things out of routine and you start approaching things from a lackadaisical standpoint and effort, you are opening yourself up to be the next officer put on the officer down memorial page. And you can't let that happen. I can't let that happen. Why? Because there's people about out there that love you and expect you to be home. And it's the same for me. So, you know, that's one thing I think we all need to work on in this profession, just going forward. And not just cops, anybody. We all need to pay more attention to details as we're going forward. Because, man, the time and day that we're living in, there's chaos all around us. And sometimes the only thing you can do is react. And if you're out there walking around, you got your head buried down in your phone or you're playing games or something, you're not going to be able to, you know, to react properly and fast enough. Because sometimes all it takes is you being having that split second, that one split second to get ahead of the game, to make somebody change their mind about trying to hurt you. So if you see cops that are constantly up and walking around and paranoid, don't want nobody to walk behind them. That is why, because we have lost so many officers to senseless violence and ambushes this last year, but the, especially the last few years. And I know them just like me. I don't want anybody coming to my funeral to, to cry over my body. No, I want to be here. As long as, you know, Betty White and John Madden were here, man, I don't want to be on anybody's memorial T-shirt anytime soon. And if I am, just know that 
that person that did it, they're going to have to earn it because I am not going down without a fight, nor as any of you should either. So we have to stay vigilant and stay in the fight, you know, and as bad as 2021 was, you know, it's so easy to focus on all the negatives. And my God, I tell you, I got a lot of negatives from 2021. You know, but despite that, I know it's hard not to focus on the negatives, but sometimes we have to be intentional with positivity and changing our outlook. So as bad as 2021 was for all of us, there were still good things that happened in 2021. And I look over my life this past year and I look at the blessings that God has given me. Man, I am now sitting in my own beautiful home in a studio that I've dreamed of having forever. And as bad as some of the things that happened to me in 2021 were coming home at the end of my shift to a nice home where my family is sleeping soundly. There is nothing negative in 2021 that can take that joy from me. There's nothing negative in 2021 that can take the thankfulness out of my heart that I have. When I decided to come down here today to my studio that's in my basement to do the I Am Pits podcast. And also, regardless of all the negative things that have happened in 2021, there's nothing that can take my joy of the fact that a couple of weeks ago I got my boxes of my books in the mail. The book that I worked on for seven years is complete. And the amount of love and support people have showed me in reference to my book is absolutely amazing. I mean, the outpouring of love and thumbs up, man, I cannot thank you all enough. That right there alone has made my 2021. I have been working on this book for seven freaking years. And at some time, important times, I didn't know if it was ever going to get done. But my goal was to have my book finished in 2021. And it is officially finished. I mean, man, just seeing my kids walking around holding my book, I Am Pits, in their hands and hearing them say, Daddy, this is your book. You wrote this. There's not enough negative things in 2021 that can take that joy from me. And trust me, there's a lot of negative things. There's some things from 2021 that are going to haunt me into 2022. But at the end of this year, I can at least say, I accomplished two major things in my life. And that is I I am now a homeowner again. And that is that I am a published author. And, you know, for some people that might not be a major accomplishment. Some people might look at me like that ain't nothing special. And you're absolutely right. You know how many people in this world own homes? A lot. Do you know how many books there are in this world or how many people have written books? A whole freaking stinking bunch of people. I am not special because either of those. But I am definitely appreciative. And I am definitely overjoyed at the fact that I was able to do such a thing because I was always the guy growing up that much was not expected out of. So for me to have something that I was able to grind on and dedicate myself to for seven years. I took this book from an ideal where I started writing at the Taco Bell at first and Broadway in downtown Louisville. That's where this book started. I mean, it started from nothing and it bloomed into this thing to where it's tangible and it's now in my hands and I can take it and give it to people and sell it to people. And I say, I'm not doing, I'm not selling this book to make a profit because when I started writing in that Taco Bell, making a profit was never on my mind. This was a therapy for me. I wanted to get stuff off my chest. I wanted to put my thoughts out there. I wanted to have something for my kids down the line to where I'm no longer here. When they ask who is daddy, they'll be able to pick up that book and flip through those pages and know who their father was without question. Yeah, so, yeah, there's going to be people out there that are going to hate and talk about my book. But you know what? I'm going to ask them, where's your book? Where's your podcast? And you know what? There ain't nothing special about my podcast or my book, if you ask me. I'm not going to be the one to gloat and just, you know, humble brag. But I am very proud of what I accomplished because 
in my mind, I did not think it was possible. And I am very thankful rolling into 2022 of what I have accomplished and been blessed with in 2021. And I am looking forward to what God has in store for not just me, but my family, the city, the police department and you all. That's what's coming in 2022. Only the Lord knows. And you like I said, we're already, you know, 2022 is already showing its stinking head, man. And just already making splash and making waves, dude. It's, you know, it's just falling right in line with, with the last few years. But regardless of that, I'm going to do my best this year to do better and be more positive. I'm going to do my best this year to help the show grow. And for me to get better as a podcast host, as an author and as a writer. And I mean, there's just so much stuff I want to do this year. I want to see. And not just from myself. There's so much stuff I want to see from you all in your personal lives, because this ain't just about me out here growing and getting better, making the world a better place. I am only one man and one man does not you know, stir a ship. One man does not run this place. It it takes more than one person to make change in this world. And what I'm hoping in 2022 is that some of you all will pick up this book and be inspired to go make this place a little bit better and be inspired to learn more about yourself and realize that if Dexter Pitts can do it, so can I. So if there's a book out there that's been on your heart and your mind, you want to write 2022 was the year to go ahead and start writing. If you have been wanting to do a show or a podcast out there, 2022 is the time to start writing. If you've had no dreams and ambitions of starting your own business, 2022 is the time to start. And don't listen to the haters and all the people out there that are going to tell you the economy's bad. Now is not the time. You know what? It'll never be the right time for you. Just like it was never the right time for me when I started writing this book. It has never been the right time for me in seven years. When I started this podcast, it was definitely not the right time with everything going on in this country and in this city with police. That was not the time. But like I said, if you wait for the perfect time, you will never find it. So it's time to get out there, ladies and gentlemen, start pursuing your dreams and your ambitions, because the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to get started because you will make up a 100 excuses a day as to why you can't do something. And I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm not on no New Year's resolution crap. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, man. I do New Day resolutions. Every day you wake up, you should have something that you're working towards to make you better. And like I said, I'm saying that as a person that slacked off a lot last year. There were days I woke up and I didn't accomplish a single thing. But there were days I would get up out of bed and I would just hustle and grind, kind of like tonight with this podcast. I'll be honest. I'm still in a place emotionally and mentally where. It's just hard for me to get up and get going some days, missing my, you know, my, my dude, Zach, and just thinking about all the stuff that I have going on in my life. Sometimes I just don't want to get up and get on the microphone and talk. It's hard for me to get material together to do the show, but I have to find a way to dig down and dig deep. And I say it's not going to be a joy every day, but there's this thing called discipline that comes into into play here. And some of us need discipline. I need discipline. You know, I had to push myself to get here today to do this show. And I'll be honest, I'm not really sure how this show is going, but I'm just doing it because I'm trying to build a habit. I don't want to make it a habit of doing bad shows, but I want to make a habit of getting on here with the intention of doing a good show. The intention of putting something out for you all to enjoy on your days off or when you're rolling in your car or something, you know. Like I said, we got a lot to look forward to coming up this year, man. But, you know, like I said, as good as I want things to be, I know that there are going to be obstacles coming at us this year. And for me, especially as a law enforcement officer, you know, I'm constantly on social media, regardless of how much I hate being on social media. It is a necessary evil that I must do, you know, and I try to stay positive, but I've explained to you all how I don't really like talking about the deaths of police officers on the show because it's just not what I do. But, you know, I do want to honor and make note and mention the sacrifices of our officers, because if I talked about officers that died on this show every day, I mean, that, that would literally be the entire show because we have brave men and women out here dying daily. And 
it's depressing and it breaks my heart because I know that it could be me or just like my buddy Zach or it could be somebody else I work with. So I try not to focus on that. But there, sometimes there are just articles and stories that I come across that just strike me in the heart. And I have to share with you all and give my opinion on it. And the, there's a story that broke today in North Carolina. There was a North Carolina state trooper who was killed, hit and killed by a car during a traffic stop. His name was Trooper John Horton. He was a 15 year veteran of the North Carolina state troopers. So Trooper Horton goes and stops this guy on the side of the road and he's out there with them and his backup is coming. And I guess when his backup gets there, he's going too fast, maybe and loses control. And he strikes Trooper Horton, his partner, and he strikes the person that's detained with them. And both of those men, the trooper, Trooper Horton and the person he detained eventually died. But that's not what broke my heart about the story. What broke my heart about the story was the trooper coming to back him up. That trooper was his brother. Not like brother in law enforcement. This was this man's blood brother. Man, when I read that story today, I'm not going to cry. I don't know either of these two guys, but man, I dropped a tear and my heart absolutely hurt and ached for that community, that department and that family and his brother. My God, I could not imagine, you know, we've had a rough go here. I've seen, you know, my buddy's wife and his kids and his family cry over him. You know, but I just knowing that seeing that grief, I can't imagine the grief of this family and the hurt and the change that is going to come from this incident because we know he didn't do that on purpose but man he's gonna have to live with that the rest of his life and my god i just i don't know how man i'm almost at a loss for words for it, man when i read that article i mean whether you're pro police or not there's just something about you just have to be a human to hear this story and just feel it in your heart and in your soul and in your bones, man. And it's like I said, it's a it's worse for me because I'm in the career field and in this profession. You know, I've had issues with family members in the past, but my God, I couldn't imagine coming to help my brother. And something happening and then them breathing their last breath on earth because of a mistake that was made. And having to live with that, man. That's why I tell people I love this profession more than anything. But man, this profession will eat you alive and spit you out emotionally and mentally. I mean, because things like this aren't supposed to happen in the real world, in real life. It's not supposed to happen. Like I said, we're supposed to live to be old like Betty White and John Madden, man. We're supposed to live to see our kids graduate high school and college and have their babies and start their careers. But. Unfortunately, tomorrow is never promised to us, and especially in this line of work, you know, and I constantly hear officers and people think that they're just going to leave police work and that they're going to avoid tragedy. And the truth is you could leave police work, but just because you leave this profession does not mean that tragedy is not going to follow you because we are humans and we live in a fallen world. And in life, things happen. Sickness happen. Accidents happen. I mean, anything can happen. And unfortunately, Trooper Horton's ticket was up on this day and it just so happened to be at the hands of his brother, which is such an unfortunate accident, man. And my heart absolutely goes out to that family and that community, and that department. I know I just I don't know how they're going to make it through, but I know they will make it through. Because that is what we have always done in this profession. We take our time to grieve. We take our time to mourn. We take our time to shed tears of our fallen brothers. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we always have to get up and put on that uniform and go back to work. Yes, some are going to go sooner. Some are going to go back later. But the thin blue line has to continue to be held, even in the face of tragedy and adversity. That is what makes the men and women of the thin blue line special. Because even on our worst days, we are here 
to help those in need on their worst days. And we're able to put our worst days aside to focus on their needs as well. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters of the Thin Blue Line, focus on helping people. But at the same time, don't shake their damn hands when they're coming out of the theater, out of the adult theater, man. Let that be a lesson learned. Learn from my mistakes, all right? Learn from what I did wrong. And keep tons of hand sanitizer in your car, by the way. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to get ready to end this one. But uh, just want to go ahead and make note. Yes, like I said, I am Pitt's Memoirs of an American Patriot is officially out. If you've been keeping up with me on my social media pages, you can see that I have taken some books and I have gone to some people and signed them. And a lot of people are asking, Dex, I want a book. I want a book. So here's what you got to realize. And forgive me to say this, but it's hard for me because I said I did not write this book with the thoughts of selling this book and getting money and getting rich. That is not my intention. However, a lot of people don't realize how much time and money and effort I put into this. And some people think that I just have free books to give out. And I had a few free books to give out. And I gave those books out to people that I mentioned in the book because I promised them a book. But I have put a lot of money, <laughs> a lot more money than people realize into this project. So like I said, it is not my goal to be a businessman. But as my buddy, Eric Galloway, if you listen, brother, thank you for, for your support. He told me, he's like, well, you're a businessman now, brother. And profit no making profit is kind of something you have to look at you know to make back what you spent and i said i'm not a businessman at all ladies and gentlemen i'm just a guy with a microphone and an opinion that just so happened to wrote a book you know so i'm having to learn business stuff and lord have mercy i that has never been me i don't know what the heck i'm doing that's why i have a team of people around me like my wife and friends that are helping me along the way you know but I'm getting off track. But let me say, yes, if I could get each and every one of y'all a free book signed and copy, I absolutely would. If I was a millionaire right now, I would not charge a penny for this book because I believe in what this book can do to help people. I believe in every word that I put in this book. The time I put in this book, you know, I did it because I believe in this stuff at my core. And I believe that it can help people live a better life in the lessons that are learned therein. You know, however, I said, I have to try to recoup some of my money. So please don't get offended. If you ask me, Dex, I want a book, a free book. And I tell you, I can't. And I, then I tell you how to go purchase a book. So you're going to be like, Dex, man, can I get a free sign autograph book? I'm going to tell you, you know what? I would if I could. I love you. But unfortunately, you are going to have to go to IamPits.com. That's right. I-A-M-P-I-T-T-S dot com. To get a copy of the book. Once you're on there, you can scroll through the website, go down to the bottom. You can click the link to Barnes and Noble or Amazon.com and you can order a copy of the book there. So that's where you can get a copy of the book. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I know people have been asking me, Dex, are you going to do an audio book? Yes, I am. And I have gotten in contact with Morgan Freeman and he's going to do my book. No, he's not. That's a damn lie. <laughs> yes yeah hey so I'm, I'm working on getting the audiobook stuff together like i said i am not a studio audio engineer i'm not a business i don't know i'm telling you i literally just started this thing last year and i've just been learning as i have been going so please stick with me yes there's going to be an audiobook i'm hoping to start working on that here in the very 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 near future and everybody also is asking me about the book signing event so yes ladies and gentlemen i have settled on a date for February 15th, it's going to be at an event somewhere, an event venue downtown. I say we're still working on it. It's still in the early stages of the process. And because this is my event, let me tell you, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm going to tell you all that again. So therefore, I have people helping me because I am a brute. I am a dirty, low level grunt that likes to roll around in the dirt and carry machine guns and shoot guns. I know nothing about planning events so all that is in the works so please stick with me stay tuned into the show for more details and so i'm gonna have a very very nice formal event on the 15th but i also plan on having a very non-formal book signing event where if you have a book and you want to meet me and have me sign it and just come shake my hand yes you can shake my hand i will not be coming out of the adult booth i promise my hand will be safe to shake at the event so yes I'm going to have that. So just stay tuned, man. I have a lot going on this year. And like I said, I know I'm still actively working on the streets and I'm a busy man. But at the same time, 
you know, this book and this podcast is becoming my passion and I want to continue to work at it to make it better for you all. You know, I'm trying to grow in this space and I say I got a lot to learn, but I'm shooting for the stars right now. You know, I see what's happening and I just hope and pray that God continues to bless me. And I hope and pray that you all continue to tell people about the show. Tell people where they can tune in. You can tune in to I Am Pitts on Apple iTunes. You can tune in on Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean. So there's so many places that you can tune into the show. So please share the show with your friends. And if you all are out there listening, if you please could go to Apple and write a review for the show and leave me five stars, because that is the only way that my show is going to continue to grow and get put out there. And also, if you are one of those people that have received a book from me, a signed book, I ask all I ask is that you take a picture with it, a selfie and post it on your social media, because that is the best form of advertising for me. And once you do read the book and I know you're going to enjoy it because I am confident in the product that I have produced, all I ask is that you go and leave me a book review on Amazon. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the I Am Pitts podcast. I know it's been a wild one. It's probably been a little off, but like I said, I've been a little off. So please forgive me. Still trying to get my feet back up under me after the loss we suffered here. So, but as always, thank you all for tuning in. There are millions of podcasts out there on the market and millions of books. But for some odd reason, you all deem your free time, deem me worthy of your free time to tune in and listen to me rant and chat. And I just want to tell you all, I love each and every one of you. And I do not take the support for granted. I don't take any of the downloads for granted. I'm happy to be here doing what I'm doing. And I am more than happy to have you all in my corner supporting me. So please continue to support the show in any and whichever way that you can. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all. I love you all. God bless you all. Hey, and let's have a wonderful 2022 going forward. All right. Y'all take care and I will see you on the next one.